Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. In Joel chapter 2, God makes a mind-boggling promise to me and you. He tells us that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen and or devoured from us, including the years that he devoured from us. That's including all the dimes as well as all the time that were devoured by the devil and the mess that he caused in our lives. Now that's a real big promise that'll have a real big effect in our lives when it comes to pass. Our God is big enough and loves us big enough to bring that real big promise to pass in our lives. And he not only can do it, but he will bring recovery and restoration in the lives of me and you. That's if we let him, by believing him and cooperating with him as he does what he does to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Well, you gave these things up in order to do what God said do. God said, I'm about to multiply some stuff back to you. And I'm going to give it back to you. <laughs> I like that. You don't even have to like that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 30. Verse 30. I love this too. Because he added another thing that wasn't on the other verse too. We in Matthew chapter 19. Verse 30, he says, but many that are first shall be last. And the last shall be first. Matthew heard that too. Luke was like, he just said that other part. He said, no. He said, hundredfold. And he said that the last are going to be first. See, there's many, let me do this. Many people who serve the Lord or do what they're supposed to do, what the Lord want them to do. Many times find themselves in a position where they would not make what they would make. And, 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 and receive what they would receive if they were doing it in Satan's kingdom. It's true anyway. Not because Satan pays more than God. It's because Satan's kingdom is, right, taken, is designed from stealing from somebody to give to somebody else. God's kingdom is designed by giving. The giving of his people who are being blessed into the house of God. And then there, so that there may be meat in mine house, that there may be meat in mine house. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Satan steals anyway. Robs and steals and stuff like that. God forces nobody to give. And since most of his people don't operate according to his system and give their tithe and offerings like they're supposed to, it forces the people who do serve God to end up having to be last and don't do what they're supposed to do. I remember when the bishop, praise God, tells a story about when he heard about he was going to be a pastor. He told the Lord, no. <laughs> and one of the many reasons why he told, he don't, he don't say to the Lord, no, is because he knew that most pastors was broke. He knew that they had holes in their shoes. This one don't. He knew that they had holes in their shoes. He knew that they had less than everything. They knew that they go from pillar to post. They waiting on them. They, they, they waiting on them fried chicken dinners to be served in the bottom of the church. And they, because that's all they're going to eat anyway. 
because they ain't got the money to do nothing else. And the reason why is because most of God's people don't do what God said to do, and that's give their tithe. Usually less than 10% of the church gives tithes. And what they're really doing is robbing the people who are serving them and stealing from them so that they can never be able to receive what was supposed to receive and what was rightly due them. It's just, it's just the way it works. Praise God. But God says, I see what you were supposed to get. Your labor of love is not going to go in vain. Because you didn't do it in their name. You did it in my name. And anything that we do in his name, he's going to come through. And there's going to be a day that the last are going to become first. That's why this is the billionaire church with the millionaire ministers. Amen. He said the last shall become first. That word last also translates lowest. Where the lowest are going to become first, which means foremost. Where the, he's going to get a chance to be able to restore the people who serve with him to be able to be representative of him and what he's about and his kingdom is about. Let's look over at Mark. Praise God. Speaking of serving, Mark saw it from the perspective of a servant. And so he was listening to Mark chapter 10. Hundredfold is what he said. Now Matthew picked that up. Let's see whether Mark heard that. Mark chapter 10. Begin reading at verse 28. He said, then Peter began to say unto him, lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, verily I say unto you, once again, of a truth, of a truth, I ain't lying, I ain't lying. I say unto you, there is no man, we found out, not even one, hath left house or brethren or sisters or fathers or mothers or wife or children or lands for my sake. Now, when he say for my sake, it means on account of me, on account of me. Had they had left it for my sake, on account of me and the gospels? Of course, the gospel is to be able to, pro, to, be able to move forward to gospel. That's either by living it or giving it. He said, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. So the servant heard something different. He added another praise. Now at this time. Why? Because servants know they listen to their master carefully. They listen because they're not doing it for themselves. They listen to their masters carefully so that they can move when their masters say move. Jump when their masters say jump. So they can be able to respond quickly to their masters because they know their masters say something, I got to be about it. So they're listening all the time. They're listening all the time to what he's saying. They're listening all the time. And so Matthew stopped at, I'm getting paid. That's what he stopped at, a hundredfold. He's like, yeah. He was probably a man so loud he didn't hear. Now. But Mark heard it. Because Mark was the one that was his suffering servant. Who said, I'm right there with you. And I know, and I, and I know what you're about and I know what you want to do. And you didn't only say you was going to give me a hundredfold. You told me when you're going to do it. Now. Somebody say now. now. That word now is a primary particle of present tense which means present or immediate, present or immediate. 
Immediate means quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's how things are going to happen. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. But I like this, though. The word now also translates soon. Soon. Which means it could be coming at any time. Henceforth. Which means it could be coming from this time. And hereafter. Which means from this moment that I say this to you. No wonder he hurrying me up. Get to hurry and get this message out. From the moment I say this to you, it can happen to you. That when you least expect it, you're elected. You're on the show today. Smile. Because he about to hook you up. It can be just like that. But when I first read those definitions, I accepted that as the definition, but I heard another one rise up on the inside of me. Henceforth and hereafter doesn't just mean any time from this point on. It means all the time from this point on. Which means that from this point forward, get ready for it to come back to you. Because it it's going to come and it ain't going to stop then. Because it's going to keep coming. Because now it's continual present tense. Which means that this is something that can just happen. Because remember, you got to be, he wants to fill you to the brim. He wants to bring you up to the rim. But he don't want to stop there. He want to overflow you into other people's lives too. And overflow you to the point that you got too much going on. Why? Because you was willing to leave all for me. You was willing to do all that I said to thee, even at the expense of you. Well, you was glad to do it. Got something for you. Just like those 12 baskets, I believe, came back to that boy. I said, I believe. It's not in scripture. I said, I believe. I believe. But I got scripture to back it up, though. Praise God, because of what other things he said in scripture. And so if he said, if you give it to be given back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall mean given to your bosom. For with what measure ye meet it to be measured unto you again, if that's what he said. If he said in his word, be not mocked. God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he so reap. And that was what the boy sowed. I believe that's what he so reaped then. It came back good measure pressed together. I believe that. And so since that's the case, then he's saying the same thing to me and you now. I want you on overflow. Can you imagine? Use that as an example if it really did happen. Could you imagine that little boy coming home when it's, he said, Ma. You don't have to cook tonight. She said, why? He said, because I brought some of my lunch home. She said, oh, baby, that's not enough for your family. You might want to come out here, mama. (laughs) And get out there and see 12 baskets full. And then just like a right mama would say, wait, boy, where you get that from? He said, the Lord, I gave to him, he gave to me. I gave to him, he gave to me. What you give him, baby? I gave him all. I gave him everything I had. And everything they collected, he gave it all back to me too. Come on, stay in here with me for a minute or two. Praise God. Give me one amen. Praise God, just one. I ain't asking for much. Just give me one amen. Praise God. 
Now, there are things that the people of God will receive as a result of them laying aside, leaving behind, letting alone and letting go and putting away and yielding up the things for God's sake and for the furtherance of the gospel, which will occur not only now, but henceforth and hereafter. But Mark also heard another thing, too. He heard something else, too. Go back to verse 30. He said in verse 30, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands. And notice he didn't include wives down there. Praise God. You don't need a hundredfold of those. Praise God. Jesus. Amen. Anyway, with, with persecution and the, and the world, he said, with persecution and in the world to come everlasting life. He added a phrase, with persecution. With persecution. Mark also heard that the hundredfold restoration that will begin coming now in this time would come with persecution. He heard that too. The word persecution, I looked it up in the Greek, praise God. The word persecutions in the Greek is the word persecutions. It's important to know. Because once again, many times a word means something different in the Greek than it did in the, in the English. This time, the word persecution means the word persecution. I can give you all kind of theological definitions for it because I got A's and all that and teach it too. But I like to keep things simple. I don't like to make it complex. I like to keep things simple. Persecutions basically is pressure brought unto you by people. Pressure brought unto you by people. Afflictions is persecution. I mean, uh, it's pressure brought unto you by circumstances and situations. But this one is pressure brought unto you by people. Which means there's going to be some people that ain't going to like your hundredfold coming back to you. There's going to be some people that ain't going to rejoice with you when these things start happening to you. There's going to be some people that's going to put some pressure on you when that happens to you. But I got good news. We should not trip over being persecuted. Especially since he told us ahead of time it's going to happen. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Just like cars come with steering wheels. Hallelujah. The hundredfold is going to come with persecution. Steering wheel ain't an option. It's not like, well, I'd, that's all right. I'd rather not have a steering wheel. That company will sell you that car with a steering wheel. If you take it off. They can be able to have record that you had a steering wheel so that if you go kill your crazy self, can't nobody sue them. Does that make sense? And God's letting you know that with this hundredfold is going to come persecution. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. The Bible says, yay, which means without a doubt. And all that live will live godly in Christ Jesus might suffer persecution. Pardon me? Could suffer persecution. Shall, which means there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. See, you living godly. You're doing what God said do. We're talking about those people here that was doing what God said do. Living like God told them to live. Giving like God told them to live. Doing what God told them to do. And then they're going to have folk that's going to rise up and yak, 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 and blah, 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 and say what they say about me and you. 
that persecution is going to come. To be able to put pressure on me and you to stop doing what, we, what, we, what we're doing, that was causing this to be able to happen to me and you. But I don't know about you, but I ain't stopping doing what I'm doing. Because he said it's going to happen. So we should not trip over that. Verse 11 tells us why we ought not trip over being persecuted. Verse 11 says, persecutions, afflictions, which come unto me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Which means I don't care how much persecution that God's going to give you, he's going to deliver you out of them all. He's going to deliver you out of them all. I said, deliver you out of them all. That's good news. Praise God. That means I don't care how much persecution come your way, you're going to be delivered from every one of them. All of them. It really don't matter. You're going to be delivered. Praise God. So with that, 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 that means that, that the persecution ain't going to have its effect on me that they going to want it to have on me. So therefore, I'm going to be able to enjoy my hundredfold. Because God's going to take control. See, what I'm going to give you before I close is four things to remember to do when persecution comes at you because of the recovery and restoration that God gives to you. Four things that you need to remember to do. Because see, when persecution comes, we forget stuff. We get so focused on what's happening. We get so focused on what they're doing that we forget what we're supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? So I'm going to give you four things. How many things? Four things to do when persecution comes at you because restoration and recovery is going to bring this persecution to you. Number one, numero uno, the first one, is continue to live what you've learned from the word. Continue to live what you learned from the word. What you learned to do is what's going to cause this to be able to happen for you. So if that's what caused it to happen for you, don't stop doing what you were doing. Second Timothy chapter three. I love the Lord. Go down to verse 13. Well, we do 12 and come into it. He said, yeah. And all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Continue thou. You keep going doing what you do. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So you just keep doing what the word says. You keep living like the word says. Because stupid stuff is going to come your way. But that don't change what God had to say. Dumb people is going to come at you. They're going to talk about you and your mama too. But they don't know your mama and they don't know you. And the fact that they're talking really shows they don't know your God like they're supposed to. But you do. So since you do, you do what you're supposed to do. Are you listening to me up in here? You continue to do what God said do. See, evil folk are going to do what evil folk do. You just keep doing what the word says you, for you to do. Evil folk are going, why are they doing all this? Because they're evil. And because God's blessing you. Does that make sense? Because he's blessing you. That's why it's happening. You're blessed. That comes with the, that's, 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 that just comes with it. Comes with the territory. Come on up in here. You move to Texas, fire ants. 
That just comes with the territory. Are you listening to me up here? Why there's finance everywhere? They ain't everywhere. They in Texas. You in Texas? They in Texas. Just go get you some fire ant retardant. Something to get rid of them. Are you listening to me up in here? Praise God. Or just watch where you step. Because it's going to happen. See, God's word is right and it's true. You just keep doing what it is that's right. And God's going to take care of you. Because your temptation is going to be to take care of this yourself. I said your temptation is going to be to take care of this yourself. Oh, I can shut their mouth. I feel it rising. Yes. Come over to the dark side, Luke. Because just because Darth Vader with you, doing what Darth Vader do, don't come over to the dark side. Don't operate out of anger. That's the work of the flesh. But if you stay in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The fact that you're getting them so angry and so jacked up and you want to bust their lip and you want to do all. You want to slap their weave crooked and all that. You, all, all that coming from operating in the flesh. See, they in the flesh, they trying to bait you into the flesh. And can I put it seriously? They not trying to bait you into the flesh because they don't know what they're doing. The, one, the puppet that's using them is trying to bait you into the flesh. You just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what the word says do. You just keep living godly. And God say, I got you. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You just got to trust God, which takes me to the second thing. Number one is continue to live what you've learned from the word. Number two is commit the keeping of yourself to God. Commit to keeping of yourself to God because you're going to want to handle things. And some of y'all been out in the world long enough that you know how to handle some things. Look at your neighbor and say, he peeped me too. He go, he peeped me too. He peeped me too. You can go and say, amen. You ain't got to get quiet. Praise God. Amen. But you need to commit to keeping of yourself to the Lord. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 4. See, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And they mighty through God to help you stay in control. Because he's just trying to sucker you into doing something that you ought not do. So the why you, you, you defile yourself and cut yourself off from the blessings that God has for you. First Peter chapter four. I love the Lord. And I love the word too, rightly divided. I love it. Praise God. Verse 19. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19, it says, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. So we need to commit ourselves over to the Lord in well-doing as a faithful creator. God is a faithful creator. 
God made you. God set this whole thing up just for you. And he's faithful to handle this when he's coming at you. It didn't shock him like it shocked you. It shocked you who turned against you, but it didn't shock him. He knew that before the world twirled. He knew what was going to happen. But, so, but he, he already, the same God that's a creator is a preserver. Is anybody hearing me? The same God that caused creation causes preservation. Hallelujah. God is faithful. That's why we commit to the keeping of ourselves, him, to him, because he's a faithful God. That word faithful means trustworthy. You can trust him. You can trust that he's got you. No matter what they say and no matter what they do, you can trust that God got you. That's one of the reasons why I remember in Joel chapter 2, he said at least two times, fear not. Fear not. Why I need to fear when it's raining? Why I need to fear when all this increase is going to come to me? Because persecution is coming to you too. Amen. But commit to keeping of yourselves to him. Why? Because he's faithful. He got you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. The promise God made in Joel chapter 2 is a promise that's available to me and you. That God will restore everything that the devil has stolen. Our God is big enough and loves us big enough to bring that real big promise to pass in our lives. We're loved by and serve a God who is also a God of recovery and restoration. Now that's some good information. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in a father's house on Sunday. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. <laughs>